there, I'm Madeira. And I'm Miriam Sima. Thank you for joining us today on Torah Time. We love learning together and we're so excited to learn with you. Hey, Eva, look at this picture I drew of a bunch of cows. No, no, not a bunch, Adira. Herd. Herd of what? Herd of cows. Well, of course I've heard of cows. They're all over the Torah. And see, I just drew some now. I know you've heard of cows. I mean, a cow herd. Well, that's okay if a cow herd. We're doing a podcast. We want everyone to hear. Remember all those instructions for building the Mishkan and the clothing for the Kohanim, the priests? God gave those instructions to Moshe while Moshe was up on Har Sinai. Meanwhile, B'nai Israel were down at the bottom of the mountain, and they were wondering what was going on. Moshe had been gone for a really, really, really long time, and some of the folks down below began to think he wasn't coming back at all. Let's hear how the Torah describes what B'nai Israel did next. It's okay if you don't understand the words. Just close your eyes and listen. Unless you're doing a puzzle and you've just spotted where the next piece belongs, then pick it up and don't lose it. Ready? We're starting near the beginning of the second Aliyah. Vayahar ha'am kivoshesh Moshe laredet min ha'ar vayikahel ha'am ala haron vayomru elahav kuhum asen lanu Elohim asher yelchu lefanenu kizeha Moshe ha'ish asher ha'elanu When the people saw that Moshe took so long coming down from the mountain, the people gathered against Aharon and said to him, Come, make us a god that will go before us. For that man, Moshe, who brought us up from the land of Egypt, we do not know what has happened to him. Adira, what do you notice about how B'nai Israel are feeling? They're like, instead of like, where's Moses? Like, oh my God, we have to find him. They're like, okay, we lost him. Now we're going to make a new God. So long. See ya. So long, suckers. So you think it's interesting that they've kind of given up on him? So easily. Like, they should have at least tried to get him down or something. Right. I see what you're saying. Like, in the Pasuk, it's just, they saw that he took so long. And then they just kind of gathered and said, okay, what's next? We need a new leader. Yeah. There were other options, people. Yeah. Why do you think they were so frustrated? Well, they're in the middle of the desert and they don't know the way, so. Mm Mm-hmm. So they really want someone who can show them where to go. Yeah. Think there's anything else? Well, maybe they're like, well, he went up there to see God. And, like, he's not coming down, so maybe that God isn't, like, real, and he just suffocated in space, so Mm. let's make a new one. Mm Mm-hmm. Interesting. So you're saying, they might be thinking, well, we had this whole thunder and lightning. (laughs) Right, all that stuff that happened around Matan Torah when the Torah was given, and somehow maybe Moshe got kind of swept up in that. And poof, disappeared. Well, I'm saying, like, maybe they think there was no God, and he just suffocated in space because the air was so thin where he was. 
But I have a second idea. It could be that they think that another god did that stuff, and another god didn't like Moshe for believing in the wrong god, and so killed him. Interesting. So they're like, Moshe's been gone for a really long time. Somehow, maybe he's just gone forever. Either he suffocated into thin air or some other god caught wind of this occurrence and killed him. Yeah. Wow. Related to this, did you notice what they ask Aharon for? No. They ask Aharon for an Elohim. What's an Elohim? A god. Yeah. That's all connected to what I was saying. They want a new god. Do you think they wanted an idol? Do you think they wanted Aharon in that moment? Like, were they asking Aharon to make them a golden calf, which is what ends up happening? Yeah. A new god. So I had another idea about this Elohim business, which goes back to a pasuk that we looked at in Parshat Va'era. Do you remember when we talked about how Moshe was scared, right? He said, I have these uncircumcised lips. How am I going to go speak to Paro? Yeah. Right? And then Hashem tells Moshe, look, I've made you a god for Paro and Aharon will be your prophet. I don't know if that helps us understand at all, like what B'nai Israel might be looking for here. A new leader. Because if they just wanted like somebody else to lead them, maybe they were asking Aaron instead of being a prophet to like change into their like in quotation marks God, but they still wanted Shem to be their God. They didn't want an idol. And maybe Aaron, like, I don't know, was too scared to be the God or something. Wow, that's really interesting. Adira, what if you were Aharon in that moment? How do you think you might have responded to them saying, we want an Elohim? I'd been like, what do you mean by that? Interesting. You would have asked for some clarification. Yeah. Right. It sounds like what you're saying in both cases, right? Both B'nai Israel and Aharon maybe needed to do a little more investigating before jumping to action. Yeah. That's what I'm hearing you saying. So Aaron told B'nai Israel to bring him their gold jewelry. He melted down the gold and cast it into the shape of a baby cow, a golden calf. Aaron told the people that the golden calf was the god who had brought them out of Egypt. And B'nai Israel had a celebration for that calf. They burned sacrifices to the calf. They feasted. They sang and danced. They really made a spectacle of themselves. Let's listen to what Hashem tells Moshe about all this. Close your eyes again and listen to the sounds and words of the Torah. Sarumaher min haderech asher tivitim asu lahem egal masecha vayishtachavu loho vayizbechu loho vayohomeru Ela Elohecha Yisrael, Asher Ha'elucha Me'eretz Mitzrayim, Vayomer Adonai El Moshe, Ra'iti et ha'am hazeh, Vihine am kshe'oref hu, Vata ha'nicha li, Vichar api vahem va'achalem, Vese'o tcha l'goy gadol. So Hashem said, They've been quick to turn aside from the way that I instructed them. 
They've made themselves a molten calf and bowed low to it and sacrificed it, saying, This is your God, O Israel, who brought you out of the land of Egypt. I see that this is a stiff-necked people. Now let me be, that my anger may blaze forth against them, and that I may destroy them and make of you a great nation. So, dear, is there anything you noticed about those verses? Stiff-necked. What do you think that means, that they're a stiff-necked people? Stubborn. Stubborn. <laughs> yeah. So Hashem seems to think that B'nai Israel are really stubborn. But it's not B'nai Israel's fault. It's Aaron's fault. Aaron told B'nai Israel that it's the God that brought them out of Egypt. And they would think he would know because he is one of the leaders. Right. So you're saying it's not really fair what Hashem's saying about B'nai Israel. Hashem should be punishing Aaron. Right. And I think what you noticed also is that what Hashem's saying, B'nai Israel said, right? They said, this is the God who brought you out of Egypt. It's what Aaron said. Right. And so what's this stubbornness thing that Hashem's talking about? I don't know. Right. We don't know from these psukim, right? It's, like it's more like unclear. cluelessness. Mm hmm. Stubborn and clueless is like a thin line. What do you mean that stubbornness and cluelessness are a thin line? You don't want to cross it. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. But do you think that like one leads to the other? I feel like if they're like interchangeable. Or like they're interconnected. They're kind of linked to each other. Yeah. Sometimes you're so clueless, you become stubborn. But sometimes if you're so stubborn, it makes you clueless. Interesting. And is that because like if you're clueless, then you don't see the nuance of things? You don't see that there could be two sides to the issue? Yeah. Right. And I think that maybe relates to what you were saying about B'nai Israel before, where you were saying that the problem with what they did is that they jumped to conclusions, right? They saw that Moshe was taking a long time to come down and they just concluded that they needed a new leader. And so you're saying that that leads to a stubbornness. Right? Like if somebody else had like come to them and said, well, how do you know that we need a new leader? Or how do you know that Moshe's dead or something? And I feel like something different might have been going through all of B'nai Israel's minds, like throughout all of this, because they're all different people. Like there are probably some good ones. Why is Hashem putting them all together? Right. There's a Midrash that talks about some of B'nai Israel not taking part in this sin, right? And it sounds like what you're saying is that why is Hashem, who should know better, right? Because Hashem knows what's in all of our hearts. Why is Hashem grouping all of B'nai Israel together and saying they are one B'nai Israel? They are all a stiff-necked people. Like, I feel about this. I feel when Abba's like, you're a team, like if you do something wrong. Like, it's not right if you didn't do anything and like you tried to tell them not to do it and they still did it. It's not fair. It's not right. Right. Who cares if you're a team? You tried to get him not to do it. He still did it. Why do you get punished for somebody else's sins? I was just like, you're a team. Like, if one person does something, then you all get the punishment. You're saying in our family, if someone does something wrong, and then Abba says, you're a team, so everyone has to go to bed an hour earlier tonight. Yeah. Like, you all lose iPad for three days. Uh-huh. It's not really fair because you were trying to even convince your brother that that wasn't yeah. the right thing to do. Yeah. But I feel like what Hashem's saying is on a whole other level. 
It's Hashem going to punish all of the Jewish people by killing them, even though some people didn't take part in it? Mm-hmm. Like, killing them is even more intense than losing I've ever been That's for sure. <laughs> and I think what you're picking up on also is, right, Hashem says, let me be Moshe, right? And I want to destroy them all. Them all. Everybody slips up sometimes. We talked about some really big ideas today, Adira, and we can talk about it more with our family over Shabbat. What do you think we should ask everyone at our Shabbat table? Which punishments in their household they think are unfair? How about you, listening at home? Did you hear something today that you'd like to talk about more with your family? Thank you so much for being part of our Torah time. Join us next week for Parshat Vayakko. Until next Torah time!